Buenos días. <risa> Buenos nachos. This is Bird Road, the top socialist show from Miami, Las Vegas, and everywhere between. I want, I want you to have to keep doing that. I love it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, have, I never know which one I did last week, so I just, you know, I just gotta, just gotta go by the seat of my pants <laughs> there. Try to make it work each each week. You know. Oh yeah. Hey man. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about. Just living by the, by the, flying by the seat of our pants, just kind of heading down that highway of life, and um, you know, devil may care, caution to the wind. You know, when the video game Devil stuff. May Care came out, I did not know that phrase. I had never heard it before. It was but like that's, a new but that's thing. not even the name of the game, you simple idiot. It's Devil May Cry. And it's a play on the words Devil May Care. I don't even play video <laughs> games, and I know that that video game is called Devil May Care. Did Cry. I say Devil May Care? God yes. damn it. <laughs> Are you yeah. sure? I, I, I hope that's yes, not. Yes, the game is called Devil May Cry. I hope it's I, not recorded. I, I, I hope that's not on mic. You know, I was going to start a, podca- a podcast about video games before I came up with piecing it together, and it's probably a good thing that didn't happen. Yeah, that, I mean, don't worry. You know about as much about video games as you do movies, which is to say you would probably call a very well-known video game by the wrong – a very well-known movie the by the Gadfather. wrong – The Godfather. <laughs> the great Godfather. Citizen clunk. Jurassic pork. <laughs> it's about his endless battles with alcoholism well, you know what i do know about telling people what? if they should subscribe rate and review bird road podcast on whatever podcast app they listen to podcasts on they can only rate and review on what Apple podcast but they can subscribe everywhere else yeah, like yeah. spotify and are we on TuneIn Radio or uh, Stitcher? Um, I don't know about TuneIn We're on Google Radio. Play. I know that. Um, Google Porch. Did you fix that thing with Google Play? I told Play? you it's under your email, so I can't do it. Ooh. I told you. You are technically correct. <laughs> the best kind of correct. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram, but not Facebook, although you can follow us on Facebook, but Q won't like it. How? How do you do you, those things? After two years, are we still ironing out the technical specs? Of what the show? is that a is is that a technical spec? Does that count? The whole thing with that extra Google feed, that stray mm-hmm. Google feed. That's yeah, but that's on, on there? your like, thing, so that's why it's fucked. Well, look, there is no your. No, that's your. You, unless you want to get into some no, finger pointing. And let me tell you something about when you point fingers, yeah. Dave. You have four ping. <laughs> You have four fingers pointing back at you whenever you point one of them at me because I'm pointing four of my fingers at you doing like a weird like uh, 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 Freddy impression. You're fingering me. When you point one finger at me, you have four beefy, powerful fingers just penetrating you. They hurt from across the country right now. These theoretical versions of your fingers hurt right now. It's just that they're like muscly, right? They're like, still like, <laughs> like beefy, mangle things. Uh, um, oh, the next time I see you, you're gonna be so skinny. It's gonna be horrible for me to just like disassemble you physically. I, you could feel my uh, 
my the, the the little notch at the bottom of my rib cage and it, it feels it feels weird and i think you're you're Disgusting. gonna break it i could i could hurt itself. Oh, i'm gonna shatter it i'm sure it's already like um it's like it's poorly like, made like milk bone milk bone. i'm sure if i push it it'll just crumble i love the idea of me my bones being made of dog bone <laughs> like biscuits <laughs> Top biscuits, but uh, you know the ones that are kind of hard to break in half. But uh, yeah, they're kind of hard, hard, but, they're, but not, it's not doable. that hard. <laughs> it's, it's it's very easily doable. And there's a lot of little pieces. You're the, the Samuel L. Jackson character from Unbreakable. <laughs> You're Mr. Glass, but like with dog bone matter in your bones instead of glass. What is this show even about? <laughs> <laughs> you can email us at birdroad at allpointswest.net call us 305-792-8971 i really want to encourage that kind of behavior from you people yeah uh we love hearing from sweet. you we love to hear it Hell yeah. um what's going on over at piecing it together dave we just did an episode on spider-man far what's from going home on over at PC- <laughs> you just talk over me again is that gonna be the new that's the new thing no, I. We're off by like a second uh, okay. or something. Like there's something going on. I hear you. I didn't mean to talk over you. It's just like we're off by a second. Well, yeah, I'm piecing it together this week. Uh, we just did an episode on Spider-Man: Far From Home, which Q is not on, but Bill from the Great Albums Podcast is on, and uh, it's a great episode. Cool. I, I would love for you to check it out, Q. And then we also have an episode I on to Crawl it today, coming actually. up. Oh yeah, how'd you like it? Was it fun? I liked it. It was good. good. You guys don't know much about Spider-Man, but it's okay. That dude seemed to know his stuff. I mean, he certainly knows more than me. I don't know anything about Spider-Man. You guys know about movies, but... I know about movies. Bill Bill doesn't... You didn't know about movies. He knows Spider-Man and music. I'm so sorry, but you don't know much about movies. Well, maybe if you'd come on the show again sometime, we can get your expertise. (laughs) Maybe you could eat my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Darling, why don't you eat my ass? Uh, oh, I'm no. never going to get over the fact I'm never ever going to get over the fact That we were just like half A smidge of a generation away from being The, the eating ass generation <laughs> Yeah I mean it's like Maybe two years removed Right? Like we were a full Full generation away from Being the die in Vietnam sure. Generation Yeah, yeah. Which I feel So much more kinship with the eating eating ass generation <laughs> than the dying in Vietnam generation. That generation is completely foreign to me. I don't I don't see any, you know analog. Analog. You see what I did there? That was good. Uh, I liked it. I, I don't see any analog with baby boomers and and us who ostensibly in our late thirties would be considered um, you know, uh, Gen X, I suppose. Sure. We're not not quite millennial, although I still contend that you might be a millennial. That's bullshit, and I I will not listen to this. <laughs> I know it's really it would be a really shitty thing to be. It would be like the lamest thing to be. But they did get one thing right, just the like the wholehearted embrace of um you know the sexual act of of eating ass. Eating like ass. they got that right. Yeah. And uh, you know what? You can't unfry things. You can't go back in time. And you can't uh, make a career of eating ass if it wasn't in vogue. The children are the future. During your prime sexual years. Where do you think they go from there exactly? What does the next generation do? <laughs> they just, they're just cutting each other's genitalia off <laughs> in the streets. You like that? Like that? Yes, Daddy. Oh, Jesus! Shudder to think. The most, as a father, the most I can hope for is an early death. 
That's definitely for the best. For all parties involved. For all parties involved. <laughs> or I could just disappear on a plane. <laughs> I can just go down to Jeffrey Epstein's island. Yeah. Live inside that weird little. Did you see the thing that that I sent you? I sent you the thing with the. Uh, no, we started the show too quick. I didn't get a chance to. I was about to. Oh man! I like, get on. I thought that I sent it to you this weekend. Yeah. The article. The article about the temple on his island. Oh. Did no. you hear about that? Uh uh-uh. uh no? Oh, that that okay. must be creepy. That is beyond creepy. <laughs> oh God. So I didn't want to get into this right away, but. I didn't even really want to get into this at all. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at all the news sources on this, and none of them are good. <laughs> and I don't want to like one is like the Sun, which is a bad, like a shitty London rag, and Inside Edition, which is I mean the Sun is just basically a version of Inside Edition. Inside Edition. <laughs> Remember Inside Edition? Like the like extra, but on the other yeah, channel. Yeah. What? <laughs> So we're New citing York Magazine, I guess, is not New York Magazine's not that bad of a source, I suppose. Um, it's a good magazine. All right, so this is from a New York Magazine article. Everything we know about Jeffrey Epstein's private quote pedophile island. Um, I, I I don't I don't care about. I really don't care about anything about this. I don't want to like get into it except for what's that about a temple? That's a subhead. On a hill on the southwest point of Little St. James Island, there's a temple painted with blue and white stripes and topped with a golden dome. Oh, my God. I'm, as like, I'm looking at a picture descri- right now, by the way. Yeah, Jeez. as Business Insider describes it, the front is flanked by statues painted in gold. One of the one of them appears to be a trident-wielding Poseidon, the Greek god of the sea, while the other, two's, the other two, the two others, look like birds perched on the corners of the roof. It's surrounded by a line of palm trees and a terrace with a labyrinth motive, uh, motif. Finally, the exterior seems to incorporate an optical illusion to create the impression that the exterior windows and door are set within carved flanges. So this is a creepy-ass fucking place. Mm-hmm. And it seems like topographically, if you... There are a few other like buildings that appear to be... Like, there are a lot of architectural tells that suggest that that a lot of these little mini buildings are sort of connected underground which (laughs) there's nothing good happening (laughs) there's no good reason for these things to be connected underground for a while people were saying that the doors only lock from the outside sure but um apparently that's just sort of a, um, a facade that's part of the the paint or something like that so that's not the case, but still, the 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 temple on this island is just. I mean, I don't know, man. This story goes so much further than I really wanted to even know about it. I I don't I don't know, man. I mean, like it's beyond parody. If you were to write a horror story about something like this, or if you were to write a comedy about something like this, they would both have probably an island like that. I'd love to see a movie where something like this is happening and they just airdrop lions onto the islands and <laughs> all these people are just <laughs> running from lions hiding in their, their sex temples. I know, but what do you think? Do you think that it was a bunch of... It was probably just him, right? And his guests every now and then. Sure. And you probably have, you know, like one member of the Clinton family over at a time to eat a child. <laughs> Or, like, whatever the fuck. I just, you Um, know, it's like, I guess it's the ultimate version of that thing about, like, you know, rich and famous people just needing to one-up their previous sexual experiences. And it just, it has to, like, eventually get to the point where you need to have sex in a temple that was built for yourself. Otherwise, you know, you're just not living. You know, nothing does it anymore. Well, I wanted to talk not about that today. I don't think people care about what... I don't know. I guess people come here for their political news, which is great. I mean, they should. Uh-huh. We have incisive takes and yeah, all that stuff. We're like really great at interpreting um, things that your little brain is too uh, feeble to are, are truly you Are you insulting our, our dedicated fan base? 
I guess. <laughs> they probably listen. They don't even realize it. <laughs> they don't even know what what I'm saying. This That's is all true. just pops and flashes. Most of them, them don't speak English, so <laughs> most, most of them are um, smashing their head into a wall and trying to feel something, <laughs> trying to feel anything, just like the rest of us. So what are we going to talk about today, Q? You know what we need, Dave? We need a third mic. Who's our third mic? I, I don't. Wouldn't it be a third, Dave? Boom! I fucking killed that one. Show. <laughs> I want to cancel the was show. Was that it? That was that was the one. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! We sometimes have a third person on, right? Once in a while. Yeah, no, we need a third host. We need three people. I mean, I guess. What did Gina say about joining the podcast? I don't think she remembers. <laughs> I asked her. I'll ask her again, though. I would actually pay Gina. Mm-hmm. I would pay her for her labor. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, she'd, she'd be a much better host than me. Yeah. She knows about all this stuff. And she's funny. She's got better timing than you. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would definitely have to agree with that. Um but yeah, I mean, you know, you're gonna have to pay top dollar for little bear. I have some dollar. Talking little bears that make jokes and no politics. I mean that, those are hard to come by. Item number one, Dave. Yeah. <sighs> the I don't know if you remember this or not, but we were talking about in previous episodes how they wanted how we wanted how we were hoping that there would be like a specific climate focused can um a climate focused debate this year and it looked like for a moment there that uh, some news organizations like the New Republic and Gizmodo Media Group were going to get together and or Gizmodo whatever they call themselves now they're not media group anymore they're something else mm-hmm. um they were going to get together and sort of sponsor a basically like a uh, a forum a climate forum for the candidates to come and talk and you know great okay it's way better than the like seven minutes that the candidates got at the uh, to talk about you know the single biggest issue sure at the last um set of i think it was seven and eight minutes so a total of 15 minutes right this is the most the reason i wanted to talk about this is because this is the most 2019 thing and the most democrat party thing that there is going right now. Forget about the squad, Ilhan Omar, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, Nancy Pelosi shit. Forget about that. We'll talk about that in a second. But mm-hmm. like this right here is if you were to take the Democratic Party and distill it into like a, a paste, <laughs> this this is it, right? The issue of climate change, which barely got any play during the 2016 debates during the 2016 election season um primaries it was not a topic except for you know rarely and usually it was bernie that was bringing it up sure um but for the most part the electorate was not interested in hearing anything about it the candidates were definitely not interested in bringing it up it did not get mentioned as an as an issue so you know we learned our lesson right over the course of the next two intervening years one of the things that we see is most imperiled with a with a Donald Trump, Donald Trump presidency is policy and response to the change in the climate, which is already happening and uh, already having effects places like here, Miami, obviously in Vegas too, um, in California, all through the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. The Republican Party still has their head in the sand. I, of course, they do. The, that makes sense because they're literally getting paid to not do anything about this. But the Democratic Party is the supposedly, ostensibly, the party that intends to do something about climate change. And great, right now is primary season for the next 12 months, right? Let's chop it up, figure out who has the best stance, who has the best ideas, argue over it. Let's do it. <laughs> so two weeks ago, as people who heard our, our episode from a few weeks back um, knew that when we talked with Amy Westervelt from uh, from the drilled podcast only seven minutes was devoted to, to climate change mm-hmm. during the first uh debate and then eight minutes the next day and remember this is 
these were debates that had like 10 people apiece. So less than a minute worth of climate change talk per candidate. Some didn't even touch on the topic. Admirable that the, the New Republic, this sort of like old guard, liberal, you know, Washington, D.C. insider, very well-known magazine that's been around for fucking ever, uh, that they, along with a few other um, climate-focused groups and Gizmodo, are sponsoring this climate forum. And it was going pretty well until the New Republic decided to publish this article. Now, if you think what I'm about to read you is has something has anything to do with the climate or climate change or the climate change forum, mm. guess again, Dave, it yeah. doesn't. Yeah. Here's what it is. It's an article called My Mayor Pete Problem by an, uh, a writer named Dale Peck. He's a very well-known writer. Uh, he is a he he's a gay man. Uh, here's the subhead the subhead right. And as you might or might not know, Pete Buttigieg, the mayor Pete in question here, who I think is polling somewhere around like seventh or eighth place in the Democratic primary right now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a gay man too, and he's a I think the first prominent um, out of the closet lesbian, gay, bisexual transgender person to be running for president so he's making history in that regard and for a certain flavor of like dc wonks and like uh you know professional class type you know professional homework doers people who are really good at doing homework like for those people he's sort of like the pick but those people are all of like maybe fifty thousand people in the country yeah yeah so People who went to Harvard and people who made six or seven figures working at McKinsey and people who were Rhodes Scholars and shit like that or people who aspired to do that. Um, People who, again, were professional, I'm good at homework type people. (laughs) So he's he's that, right? He's, he's, He's their sort of working class hero. But back to this article, My Mayor Pete Problem by by Dale Peck. I'm not going to read it to you. I'm just going to summarize it. Starts with a really long, rambling, um, uh, kind of self-important and obnoxious recollection from 1992 of this writer, Dale Peck, sort of uh, haranguing and rejecting a like a nerdier or I don't know maybe more conservative it's it's kind of hard to figure out what he what he's getting at but like another gay guy who tried to hit on him in 1992 he's recalling the story of absolutely absolutely rejecting this guy because they have nothing in common mm-hmm. right he goes on for a solid I don't know five six hundred words maybe more recalling this story where he just shits on this poor guy and then transitions to why that is the you know sort of the the animating factor behind the way he feels about Pete Buttigieg and why he as a gay man doesn't feel like he has to be um you know necessarily married to Pete Buttigieg as his, his candidate right right and he just weirdly keeps going through he, he he like he throws in these weird like pejoratives where instead of calling him mayor Pete he calls him Mary Pete and uh it, it's it's just a weirdly I mean I guess you can't really call it homophobic I guess you could I don't know maybe self self-loathing I don't know I don't know what you right. call it when somebody you know pulls like an, an uncle tom equivalent of 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 this kind of thing sure um whatever it was a bad bad article and they had to pull it down really quick it got all types i'm reading it right now i'm looking at it and it, because it's it's archived on the wayback machine but like it just got shit on like immediately you can't do an article like this today right. sorry it, it looked like you know what it is it's like you ever read articles where they're like you think maybe the art the the you think the the writer was trying to do like satire but it went off the rails somewhere and ended up being too real and not funny right right it starts to get to like angry territory or like yeah like and in this it's shitty. more like um it's more like snarky and mean. Sn- yeah snarky yeah that's what i was gonna say it's, it's there's not there's nothing funny about it. it it just delves into very petty and small it's a shitty article, whatever. Um, I did read the whole thing, but anyway, this guy's this guy. You can kind of summarize one pull quote from this article. Article where um, Peck basically says, 
Pete and I are just not the same kind of gay. Which, valid. Okay, I get it. Anyway, also, I'm not even going to... I don't even really want to step my toe, put my toe into the the fighting and the rancor and everything that came after it. Now, the art, suffice to say that the, the article got pulled. Mm-hmm. But what happened next is the most clear distillation of what the Democratic Party is today. Okay? Headline from the Huffington Post. New Republic drops out of climate forum over backlash to Pete Buttigieg op-ed. The magazine had been slated to co-host the presidential climate summit with media site Gizmodo in September. The new the New Republic will no longer host a cli- co-host a climate forum scheduled for September with media website Gizmodo. Following backlash to a controversial op-ed it published about Indiana Mayor uh, Pete Buttigieg last week, the summit was set for September thirteenth and uh, September twenty third in New York. Um, now, in this article, they're they're still referring to the summit as if it's going to happen, but what came out in the subsequent hours since this article came out i think yes yesterday is that they're not going to have this 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 uh debate it's not a debate it's a forum they're not going to have this forum so this literal platform for people to talk about the most pressing existential threat for all of us right gets undone because of some bullshit problematic article right right something that is like in i'm sorry but in the terms of overall importance it, it's not important yeah, it's just not of course absolutely G- glenn peck who i'm not even sure is a fucking staffer i don't even think he's a or dale peck not glenn peck <laughs> glenn beck um <laughs> dale peck i don't think he's a staffer at the new republic i think that this was a you know a, a guest article a, a, a guest um, contribution. Yeah, I mean, it just it, it seems like a uh, it it seems like such a stupid reason to call it off. Like, and w- is there anybody who is for them calling it off? Yeah, a bunch of the other um, a bunch of the organizations that were aligned with it uh-huh. with with the with the with the event. Uh, well, Gizmodo said. This is what Gizmodo had to say. This incident was entirely inconsistent with our values as journalists. Right. And with the inclusive atmosphere we intend to foster at the event, the forum itself will go on. They say, for all of the reasons outlined in our initial announcement, climate change is simply too important to be ignored or sidelined in the 2020 presidential race. Um, And then there are a few other organizations that are sort of like climate activist organizations that basically echo that. Mm -hmm. Great. Why let your rush, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to enunciate what, what my problem is with this, but it feels like um, all of these organizations are rushing to show their virtue, to signal their virtue on this topic at the expense of basically like eviscerating what was going to be something that was a thousand times more important. Mm. And isn't there like a way to just, I don't know, dump the New Republic without turning it into some huge... PR catastrophe? Can't you just be like, yeah, maybe you guys don't need to be a part of it. Right? Maybe this one asshole's article that on a topic that has nothing to do with the um, with with the topic at hand, maybe it doesn't even warrant a reply. Yeah. Like, yeah. does it impugn the hundred and however many years that the New Republic has been around? I'm not going to sit here and fucking cape for the New Republic. I mean, the New Republic has its own myriad reasons that it fucking sucks. But I mean. Do we have to now? This is the shooting yourself in the foot shit, man. Right, right. This is the like, like you never see Republicans do this. No, never in a million years. Exactly. You see the, them yeah, because they because they don't give a shit what anybody's gonna think. Whereas yeah, de- Democrats stumbling care over each other every, to look better. Yeah, every every step of the way, they gotta let every single thing like just just destroy any kind of good momentum or any kind of good intention. If there's even the slightest bit of wrong in the background, they they just have to go and just apologize their way into a corner for it. Yeah. And it, like, this is the shit, man, where they're not learning any of the lessons. I was tweeting this week about how just fucking embarrassing it is to be a Democrat right yeah. now. <laughs> like, it's just so the, the, the party, everybody who's in charge of it is just so undignified and just weak and mealy mouthed. And like, just it's it's all performative and 
I, the thing that really pissed me off, I think, like pissed off a lot of other progressives. I don't know. I know you'd log off a lot for on the weekend, so you might not have seen this. Mm-hmm. But um, the tweet that the House Democrats official Twitter posted about AOC's chief of staff, right? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff had made a, um, you know, a pretty uh, substantive but fair, I think, critique of um, the vote, the yes vote on funding the border wall and I'm sorry fund not the border wall but funding the um, the detention centers and funding funding ice effectively mm-hmm. um he had criticized Sharice Davis who is a congressperson a, a, a new congressperson and if you haven't read the article I'm not going to repeat the fucking tweet it's so stupid did you see it or no yeah yeah I think I did the clap emoji tweet right <laughs> yeah it where it was like telling this guy keep her name out of your mouth God. i just i felt just so low and embarrassed reading that i was just like it, it made me just not want to participate in anything that has to do with with our political system yeah it, it's like you if you were writing a code to make me not want to be a part of politics <laughs> and anybody like me that is exactly the kind of tweet that you would write it's so damn lame, and it, it's so just disheartening. I just, I, I hate it so much. It's so fucking childlike. Yeah. And then, it, uh, it, of course, emboldened Trump to be able to, uh, you know, post everything he posted yesterday as his like xenophobic rant. Yeah. And racist rant that he went on, which I know and is the main thing you want to talk about today. I don't even really want to talk about it, honestly. It's it's such a shit ass topic. And yeah. I mean, what am I gonna what are we gonna say about that? Right. Yeah, the fucking guy's racist. I think the thing that uh, honestly, I feel like the thing the thing that that we miss is that like and the the thing that the thing that Democrats suck at and what they're so bad at doing is actually realizing like you know what they're bad at? The secret. You know the secret? <laughs> see where you visualize uh-huh. the thing that you the success that you want to have and that you want to be in life i use the you, secret to picture you dead and then your head explodes that's one of my lines <laughs> <laughs> um the secret in reality is just like vision boards like you make a vision board of the things that you you know but it's not the vision board the thing is the visualization sure and seeing seeing yourself doing it and like imagining all obstacles beset in your path melting away with you know before your awesome might right Mm -hmm. and the democrats are terrible at that and the republicans are incredible at it all they do is just visualize and they're like straightforward trains at like just uh, jackhammers unstoppable yeah and they never ever undo themselves and if they if they they never fuck themselves over and if they do they just they just keep going they just truck right through it sure and they don't care and it's the exact opposite of every single thing that the democrats do the democrats are constantly getting in their own way constantly tripping over their own dicks constantly apologizing for tripping over their own dick if you trip over your own dick you don't need to apologize for it it's your dick (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it (laughs) i just it's infuriating. So, like, one of the things... So, like, what's a distillation of this, right? We saw it yesterday. We saw, like, again, uh, what would, for any Democratic lawmaker, would be a complete... Not just... Not only would you... If you tweeted the things... If you were a Democratic lawmaker or just a Democrat of note, even, just somebody, a prominent liberal or a prominent progressive, if you tweeted any combination of the tweets that Trump sent out yesterday, not only is your career over, you probably have to go live somewhere else yeah. in, in hiding. Like you probably just can't even be around other, other people anymore. You're probably not allowed. Um, and you'd probably be just beaten and stoned in the streets and you would cry and whine and apologize through the whole thing for what horrible things you said, mm-hmm. or you would be forced to by Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> Whereas Trump today just doubles down on it. He's fine with it. He's like, no, yeah. I mean, I said, 
I, the fucking typical. I said what I said. Yeah. I said exactly what I meant to say. And he really doubled down today. I mean, oh yeah, like zero, zero attempt to hide it, and like just went right in on it. It's really kind of amazing, to be honest. And I think people are amazed by it. They get like, they get infuriated by it. They just can't believe it. And they, there's just there aren't enough, you know, clap emoji tweets to fill up. Your the the empty space in your heart that it carves out, right? But mm. it's just not an accident, man. Like just two days ago, and now because of all these things that have happened in the last three days, we don't remember this. But I think I, I say two days ago. I actually meant four days. Four days ago, Mike Pence visited the uh, one of the immigration detainment center, immigrant detainment centers, the one in McAllen, Texas, the one that's like the preferred photo op for everybody from Washington, D.C. And when he was there, you know, he saw these overcrowded, horrible conditions that these people are living in, uh, people living on on concrete, people shouting about, you know, these these migrants were shouting about how, you know, they're not being given even the most basic, um, the most basic resources, soap, showers, running water, things like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, some hadn't had access to a shower for 10 to 20 days. And um, people on the left who still haven't figured this out are Democrats or centrists or whatever you want to call it, who still haven't figured this out are sitting there looking at these pictures of Mike Pence looking very much like, a, you know, like an SS soldier looking down his nose at these people behind a chain link fence. Like, can you believe this? Disgusting. What a gaffe. On his part, what a mistake! What a what a horrible look! And it's like, don't you get it that that's not a gaffe or a mistake at all? No, that's not a mis- that's not a horrible look. That's a great look for for him and for for this administration and for the people who voted for them. Yeah, a hundred percent. That's what they want to see every step of the way. They want their people to see that. That's the image that they want to exude. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a a poorly planned visit. The visit came out exactly the way that they wanted to. And that, it, it, it looks disgusting to you because you're a normal human being. It, it, or if, if it looks disgusting to you, it's because you have, you know, some semblance of humanity. But you're not the one, that, you're not the one that this is for. Somebody made the point where um, they said that the conditions of the way things were in 2015 and 2016 when we first started getting to fresh outrage mode mm-hmm. before things had sort of scabbed over and dulled over and it became so hard to get people's attention before it became so hard to be, you know, back in the early days where it was like, oh my God, Trump said what about John McCain? You know, like yeah. he said what about, you know, uh, about Megyn Kelly? Oh, he's he's done for now. Like yeah. those early days when... The campaign, the Trump campaign, was really, really thriving and kicking ass. They want to recreate the conditions of that time, mm. right? It's twenty nine. It's mid twenty nineteen right now. They want to they want to recreate the conditions of mid twenty fifteen, which, if you remember, what was going on in mid twenty fifteen, incredulousness and um, the drawing of the board, right? The line in the sand was being drawn there weren't going to be any middle ground people that were going to be on Trump's side. It mm. was going to be him playing to the far right and everybody within the orbit of that far right was going to get sucked in right. and they were going to be on board. And that's what he's trying to recreate. It's, it's kind of resolidifying the base. Yeah. And um, this is the shit that does that. This is the shit like just, just showing Brown people behind chain link will get will get them all fired up and whipped up and happy. His message as awful as it is is so fucking strong right now. I, I don't know how there's how we uh how we change that in any way. I mean, his base I, I they must just be loving all this. Yeah, name one democrat. Name one democrat. Again, I, I hate to I hate to, for us to just be like the fucking one another one of these like leftist official Bernie podcasts, but like other than Bernie, name one Democrat who has such a clearly enunciated vision for why 
they should be president as right. Trump does. Exactly. Like, yeah, you can obviously, I mean, like we can clearly see a million reasons that it's bullshit and it's horrible and it's, you know, uh, it's just pure avarice and meanness and like the worst elements of the human condition. Sure. It, I, of course. But it's successful but at that. It's fucking successful at that. Yeah. It's, it's, it's great at that. I mean, ask... Ask Amy Klobuchar why she should be president. Ask Cory Booker why he should be president. What is his vision of, of, of a successful Cory Booker presidency? What is Amy Klobuchar's you know, vision of a successful Klobuchar administration? And you're gonna get a whole bunch of just pablum and like and and uh, and circular jargon and, and bu- bullshit talk. And consultant speak. And like you're going to get things like, well, the American people are a good people. And they're a great people. And there are people who know love. And that's what, it, like, you're going to get a lot of bullshit. And about jobs and about, you know, freedom and just a bunch of things that don't mean anything. They're empty. And especially coming from those people, they're particularly empty. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's nobody else who's going to be able to match up with this i don't think except again except for bernie i guess everybody's hoping that like biden just reminds people of before they had to care about politics so much <laughs> i mean and, that, like, that is he, pretty appealing um, that is appealing yeah <laughs> go back to if if he was being honest if biden was being honest he would make his campaign slogan be like let's make america a place where you don't need to care about politics a, a, yeah. anymore where you don't need to be angry every day <laughs> And yeah, it'll still be horrible, and the people who are on the margins will still be marginalized, and you know we'll still have the highest infant mortality rate because now Biden's new thing is like is saying that everybody who wants to have universal health care or every candidate who's pushing for universal universal health care or um, Medicare for all that they're trying to undo Obamacare. Right. That's that's the line. Yeah. Like that's it, such a it, you know what, but it, that that fucking works. I mean, if nothing else, again, like just as bad as uh, Trump is. I mean that that is a line that works on most people. I think. Like you, you know, people who have contended with the Obamacare markets, they're literally better than nothing. They're better than nothing. But a lot, they're a lot not fucking a, good. A lot of people would rather have nothing, though. Yeah, yeah. Especially if they're ideologically already opposed to the left, there yeah. are people out there who who say, and then I remember you had some fucking retard on your uh, yeah. on your on, on your. I had a lot Facebook of them. that yeah that was saying like I'd rather have no. I'm young. I don't I shouldn't have to pay for anything. And yeah. It's like, okay, fine. Fucking moron. I know. That's um, that's that's fucking people though. I mean, and that's. That's why Trump's doing so great, because that is what people are. That's what American people are, for the most part. Yeah, it's fucking ass, bro. It's ass if you ask me. I just remembered that the guy in, that you're particularly talking about has bought my CDs. So, hey, to that guy, um, thanks for the support. That's not a Bird Road listener, though. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if you... If, <laughs> give a fuck what that guy buys. Congratulations, shithead. There's 20 bucks you're never going to see again. <laughs> oh, you want a refund on a fucking CD? <laughs> Good luck, shithead. Dick. You fucking dick. <laughs> fucking dumb bitch. Uh, <laughs> that's what you get for buying my products that I make. Fucking asshole. I'll fucking... I'll fucking kill you in your sleep. <laughs> kill you in your bed. In front of your children. You fucking, fucking bag of retarded shit. Kick your ass. Kick your ass. <laughs> that's, that's another... <laughs> that's another fucking... Uh, what's his name? Yeah, uh, r- Rip Torn. R- oh, kick your ass. Kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> The shit that you and I found funny was always so, like, the weirdest little parts of things. Uh-huh. Like that. That's a good distillation of... I've been thinking a lot about that lately, about how our sense of humor 
became sort of the like in vogue thing uh uh-huh. and now we're only capable of seeing it through even further warped and uh <laughs> like like i don't know i don't know it's i feel like we're always ahead of the curve when yeah. it comes to comedy and that's not a good thing no because it's not we're... it's never a good thing because nobody else thinks it's funny because nobody else thinks it's funny yeah because you bring people over to try to watch upright citizens brigade in like the year 2000 yeah before upright citizens brigade became this like corporate entity that it is now where it's like every fucking mm-hmm. loser from indiana from that that moves to la tries to join upright citizens brigade yeah and come up with like a you know uh like you know some improv bit where they you know keep it going keep it going keep it going um but like upright citizens brigade in 1999 or whatever was a pretty edgy fucked up funny cool thing sure sure and we were into it and <laughs> yes and <laughs> yes and oh, God. and now you know what they do with upright citizens brigade and um improv shit you know you know you you want your your soul to be chilled it's corporate ideation like you go into corporate marketing teams and the they do their like uh their official brainstorming sessions and they do improv exercises yeah so like you'll be yes anding with like a fucking mba from wharton or some shit it's that's, that's the most, insane it's the most just profoundly depressing thing to be a part of <laughs> you want to just bury your head it's so depressing oh, God. the world is depressing everything in it that's just so what did you want to talk example. about this week dave did i want to talk about something no, I, I've learned not to uh, have a story segment because you always end up uh, derailing. Come on, just name one. <laughs> I don't have anything. What do you want me to tell you? I don't have iron. What do you want me to tell you? I, I, I didn't prepare a single thing. San Diego Comic-Con's this week. That should be fun. Lots of movie what's news be, coming. What's going to be announced there? Uh, Marvel Phase 4. That should excite you. What will that be? Uh, like uh, okay, so like, what is the hot Marvel shit right now? Obviously, Spider Man just had a movie. Yeah, the the, and then that's the probably rumors, gonna go back to being Sony after this, right? Uh, no, that Spider Man's gonna stay in it, um, for sure. And there, there's there's rumors that they're actually gonna find a way to work some of those Sony properties in back into the Marvel uh, universe. But no, I, I I mean it hasn't been announced obviously, but I think that they're talking about uh the Eternals, I think it is, and um oh, Doctor Strange. I don't know anything too. about those characters. Uh that that Doctor that, Strange fucking boring. What about um Asian Black one? Panther? That made two billion dollars. They're yeah, not gonna like Black Panther two is gonna happen. Um there, there's the Asian one, I forget what his name is. Um and what's the other one they the said? Asian one. Happen? What is that one? Uh, Shang Chi. I don't know that character. Yeah. Sounds made up. Should make a lot of money, I'm sure. But yeah, anyway, we, we, we've got a whole lot of Marvel news incoming this week, and I'm but sure we a have lot a of whole other year movies. off of Marvel, right? Isn't there's no Marvel shit in 2020, right? No, no. Are you kidding me? They're gonna. I, that's what they'll announce this week is what the three movies will be next next year. I'm sure there'll be a full three. As always, they're not going to fucking slow down even for a minute. I mean, why would they? They make so much fucking money. Yep, every time out the gate. Have you read anything good lately? No. Are you, are you asking me if I've read a book? It Literally, it could be just us crawling on a wall. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, I don't think I have. Have I read anything good lately? Um, any interesting little stories? I don't think so, man. I've just been uh, doing, piecing it together stuff and composing uh, for film. So that, that's been taking up a lot of my time, the, the composing. Chris Saliza from CNN. I saw this earlier and I replied. Uh, I forget what I said, to, said but... This guy, Chris Alyssa is the like he's the. Have you ever seen the picture of like the media guy with the tie? I've sent this to you before. 
He's like a media guy with a tie and like a dipshit smile. Mm-hmm. And then right next to him, double framed, it's like a picture of a dog with a tie on. And he's just like a like a lab, like a like a really beautiful lab. And it's got like a this. They both have the same like stupid smile. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever sent you that before. I don't know. I don't think so. Let me see if I can find it. So this is the guy with the stupidest <laughs> political takes. <laughs> he seems pretty cool, though. <laughs> He's all right in my with book. The absolute worst, stupidest political takes in in uh, in in the world. He's like, I don't know how you put this, but you know how like when you really really main, make something like super mainstream, like you put it on the eight o'clock hour of CNN, like you have to make it intensely stupid and bland, mm-hmm. like anything like that, right? Anything. I mean, you could be talking about movies. You could be talking about food. You could be talking about. Um, you know, I don't know, cars. You could be talking about any element of culture, and like if it's in, the the more incredibly widespread and mainstream it is, the 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 just blander and weaker the sauce has to be, right? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's that. <laughs> He's that for political opinions. He is like basically like a sports center anchor who has just like literally the the critical thinking skills of that dog in the picture that I sent to you. And he, he'll be, he'll, he'll be the one that's like, Oh man, uh, saw that Mitt Romney is in a little bit of trouble this, this week. Sure. Hope that he can rebound and, uh, make this an interesting race. And it was, but like, what the fuck are you even talking about? Like he'll, he'll just tweet <laughs> nonsense and say ridiculous things as if he's talking about, you know, a fucking wide receiver on the Pittsburgh Steelers or some shit. It's it's like, you know, people always talk shit about um, horse race politics, like where people treat politics like it's some sort of, like it's a reality show or like it's a, uh, like it's a, like it's a sports a sports game, mm-hmm. a sports match, a sporting event, <laughs> sports, sports, it, like it's a sports, <laughs> sports, <laughs> sports. Hey, over here we got sports. Hey, please enjoy the sports. But uh, anyway, Crystal is it today? Every day I am struck by how radically the GOP has changed from 2015 to today. The party is essentially unrecognizable from what it was when the 2016 GOP primary began. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's that's to me is insane. Like how you can look. How, first of all, how you can be somebody who does that for a living, who is in tr- who whose job is for the last twenty years paying attention to politics, and to think that the GOP is really much different right now than it was fifteen years ago. It's the same fucking party, uh, other than the fact that they've dropped a few of the like uh, a few of the pretenses about caring about you know the national debt or whatever bullshit like that, or pretending that they're a party of opportunity and not racism. Like just other than that, it's the exact same fucking party. It's actually just, it's just, it's truer self even more. Right. <laughs> I thought you were about to say something else. No, I was just like making up that point. Yeah, no, it was a good point. Yeah.